Now there's a sound I haven't heard in a long time. Oh yeah, baby. It's good to be back. Season two. Episode one. Chamber. Of the... Elders! I'm sure you've all missed us terribly. Except yes. new listeners who don't know what they're missing. Yeah, the hordes, the hordes of new listeners yes. who, who will be uh, picking, up on, picking up on our marketing expertise. I yeah. mean, horde has a bit of a negative connotation. Sounds like they're going to try to destroy us. Well, we might have to watch our backs. W- watch what we say. If we get too big for our boots. Please stop. don't destroy us. Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> please just listen to us. Um, yeah. So, how, how have we all been? It was uh, end of October when we last convened. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. had a pretty disappointing Halloween, but a pretty good Christmas, so it evened out. Yeah. Uh, we got a good story out of the Halloween. We can't tell it on here, but... Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to fill me in on that later. Yeah, yeah. To zip our mouths for now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, listen. Both have excellent Christmases. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed the Christmas. Yeah. A very yes. elder Christmas. I got my little nephew a, uh, a lightsaber. Um, which he wasn't too bothered with to start with uh, and then I put it together for him because he had to put it together and I handed it to him and he saw his reflection in like the window and he just like stopped and just started swooshing it around going oh nice I would have loved a lightsaber for Christmas it was like a Kylo Ren one you know with a silly sticky outy bit Uh, did it make noise as you as you swing it (laughs) yeah it had a button on it Okay. It had a button on it that made noise, but yeah, so there was a lot of uh, stabbing going on. What if, he, what if he goes Christmas. down the dark side? Well, yeah, I was worried about that. I did put, I put on like little tag for the gift, um, like don't turn to the dark side, because it is a Sith lightsaber, you know. Don't kill your fellow younglings. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Though. Yeah. No, but yeah, we're back with a mighty fine serving of conversation for yes. y'all. Yes, we've mm. addressed some key issues that we felt. Yeah, we had in season one. We won't go into them because this is a positive start yeah. to a new uh, generation of pods. Yeah, we're but just going to ignore that. We've got some good plans in store for oh, yes. season two. I think this is going to shape up very nicely. As always, if you've missed us and you want us to fill, uh, you want to fill us in on what you did for Christmas, uh, get in touch with us on elderschamber at gmail dot com. We'd love to know. We'd love, really to, know. Would love yeah. to know. or yeah. tweet us or whatever yeah. at elderschamber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or send nudes to our Instagram account. It just DM cha- us Elders on that. Chamber. Yeah. yeah, DM. Yeah, only I, I check it every day, hoping, but only good nudes. Yeah, <laughs> get yes. out the die. Well, the we've uh, we've assigned numbers this time to avoid confusion mm-hmm. for future. So I will be forever one, Matt's two, and Joe's three. The numbers are arbitrary. Oh, they arbitrary. have no, no bearing on rank. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I'm a no. big number two, am I? Oh, yeah, you are. I had no say in this. Well, three is, uh, you know, a... The magic number. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's roll away. Uh, I'm using a digital one. Oh, that's lame. Do we not get the clackety? I'm going to miss the clackety. We lost the clackety. You, yeah. you lost the die? Yeah. That's sad. It's the sad. die of power is out there in the world and spoken for. This can't do. Okay, here we go. Rolling. Number two. Ooh, that's, oh, that's me. Excellent start, Yes, I'm suddenly really happy that I'm the big number two. <laughs> Let me grasp my notes in my sweaty yeah, uh, little hands I and set start your lettering. subject to DNA. Yeah, you did. And um, it is? It is the, the new £50 note. Yes. Which doesn't exist yet. Doesn't so, exist yet, no. Yeah. Um, it exists in our minds. I, I like this one as a, as a first one for the new season because on the surface of it, I was like, well, what am I really going to say? But yeah. 
I think there's a lot interesting. I, I've sort of expanded my research into the £50 note in general. Oh, yeah? Because okay. there was too much quality trivia, boys, to be left on the table. Oh, no. Um, so, I, I figure I'll just quiz, quiz you a little bit. Who is on the £50 note, the current one? The current one? Oh, um, I know it's red. The Queen's on it, obviously. It's some yeah. engineer. I, is it? Is it? Isn't Barg Kingdom Brunel? No, no, no. no. It, there's two people on it. Oh. It's the only note. So far, with two people on the back. God damn it! I don't know. I'm gonna guess someone like Babbage. Was he an engineer? Babbage. He was, That's bi- a he was big name. in computers. Oh, uh, early computing. Oh, Turing? No, 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 the, no not the, Turing. The two people on it are um, two related people, not by blood, but uh-huh. by enterprise. James Watt, who was a scientist oh, okay. who revolutionized yeah, 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 the steam yeah. engine, and then his industrialist partner Matthew Bolton, who was big on pushing. Um, you know, like modern production methods. Yeah. A key player in the industrial revolution. In the industrial or... revolution. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, quite Fair fittingly, enough. he's on money now. Matthew Bolton uh, came up with some really interesting minting techniques. He was ah. like supplying the British government with all these machines to make dank money, and you know, make it <laughs> dank look, money. make it look really sweet and stuff. It used to just be like little white paper notes, didn't it? And you'd, oh, you'd, like, yeah. You'd, have printed on them boring Did, shit. Yeah, didn't it just look like a sort of like a contract almost or something? Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Like the, the, like the a bit check. in the notes where it's like I promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of blah blah pounds. It used notes used to just be like literally note handwritten notes. Yeah. Signed by the bank people saying, Yeah, you own I'm sure they weren't forged ever. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure well, it was all above board and fine. I've gone deep. Uh, the the current fifty pound note, one hundred fifty six by eighty five millimeters. Ooh, okay. that's when you can go home and quote to your friends. That's uh, the fifty pound note. Always, uh, it always looks like you're trying to show off when you got one in your wallet because mm. it sticks out at the end. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had one in my. No, wallet. you never got one for Christmas. Something like no, that. no, I don't think I ever had. It's impractical. I mean, you know, what if you just want to go down to the corner shop and get like a, a stick of gum? Like, you know, can yeah. I pay with this 50? Getting on the bus with a 50. Oh, my fucking. Could you imagine? The bus but... driver might just thrust his hand out of his little pod and, like, throttle you. <laughs> just. That's their worst nightmare, isn't it? it so pretty much. Some posh boy with a 50 being like, oh, can I just get change for this? And the, um, they get livid enough at a tenner. I, I, yeah, carrying on on the theme of just, like, light trivia. The, the current 50 pound note has seven different security features in it. Really? Oh, to, to okay. prevent fraud. See if we can get. Yeah, yeah. So you got you the window name? to hold up to the, for, for the queen to shine through, like. Yeah, that's one of them. The see-through registration the, device. Uh, they got bumps on it, <laughs> or are they just on the plastic ones? I think that's plastic. Okay. No, yeah, it surely got... has like braille, right? No, no, it's the size that's for blind people. Hmm. Oh. Um, it, they've got the pen. Um, the pen. The pen that they have in all the supermarkets, where if you put it over a normal bit of paper, it turns it like black, but if you do it on a note, it won't. Yeah. Change colour, like a watermark. Yeah, the watermark. Um, there's the UV uh? feature of it. Oh, God. I and the UV light. I the don't know about strip. any of this. The silver strip yeah, that runs the through metallic, the foil. metallic yeah. thread, it's called. There's something called the motion thread in notes, where if it's like a tiny thread of images, and if you move the note, it, the images change. Oh, I didn't right. know about that. It's really subtle. Uh, there's raised print on it. That's sort of what you were... Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I thought, because there's like... Tiny little... It's not bumps, though. It's just like... Yeah, oh, and on the new on the new notes, they do actually have braille bumps on them. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Uh, there's micro lettering, like absolutely tiny prints Super and stuff tiny. that you can't get on there. Um, yeah, the, the the fifty pound note has been criticised by some uh, some people for its role in tax evasion. Oh. Ah. Uh-huh. Because it's like the the note of choice if you 
I suppose they're just around trying to launder big... money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, doing that and evading tax would be a lot harder without denominations so big. I suppose. Why do we need a denomination that big? I don't think we do need a denomination that big. I think people at our level don't ever. But, yeah. But when you get up into like business and it's hard to say now because you can do a lot of your financing online digitally and just yeah. send well, it, all send it, it yeah. through the ghost wires to what is it norway that's like aiming to be a cashless society what are the, what are the nordic countries? it's one of yeah. the scandinavians isn't it i wouldn't be surprised if if by the end of our lives a lot of countries are doing that mm-hmm. yeah i don't see why you know more countries aren't starting to process well, although i i guess there's cyber security and things to worry about that we haven't like sort of ironed out the kinks of defending against the, yet the benefits of it though like pretty much completely get rid of criminal activity or like a payment for criminal activity mm. oh. everything would be traced there'd be no yeah. like untraceable money transactions with the hell if it was no. all online the 50 pound note it's the biggest note in public circulation but um, internally yeah. at the bank of england they have special notes just for internal use one of them is the uh the one million pound note what? and the other is the hundred million pound note yeah. what i like like in the simpsons like when they have like the what is it a trillion dollar yeah, note yeah. i like you know obviously that's exaggerated but i thought like the whole idea of having like large sums of money in one note was completely made up it, it, it is for any normal use of money well yeah it's, yeah so that's just like a bank thing yeah i didn't look up exactly Imagine what trying to get on the bus with that <laughs> mil- have you can you break a hundred million uh, i'll just I'll just take it i'll I'll drive the bus it's yeah, mine now yeah the bus and you are mine now for 100 million you can buy a bus driver let's be i honest. mean to be fair i'd be throwing it away if you just spent it on a bus and a bus driver yeah Get when where you want when was the first 50 pound note introduced Ooh, i'm gonna say and we're going back a few hundred a few hundred, a few hundred years oh, oh right. my oh, god we're back in it. the realm of handwritten little i thought it'd be like notes. a recent thing uh okay then 1764 okay for 1723 oh that's two years off steve oh, oh. 1725 it's like two days in a row i've got like yep. within two years of a guess yep. god damn yeah like i was saying they were little handwritten notes um they were available from 1725 all the way to 1943, with the exception of 1797 to 1821, because we were at war with France and our gold ah. reserves couldn't take the strain of anyone trying to cash in 50 pounds worth of gold because <laughs> we didn't have it. We we had to fight the French. Yeah, had to, seemingly. Had to do it, yeah, yeah, we had to do it. Um, in 1853, though, it changed to printed notes, and you started getting the like the formal wording of "I promise to pay the bearer on demand the yeah. sum of 50 pounds." Um, and then in 1931. Britain dropped the gold standard, so our money didn't correlate to gold anymore, and you couldn't trade it. That's why it's called sterling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because it went sterling silver. Oh. And this was towards the end of the original £50 notes lifetime, because it went away in 1943. Yeah, Ooh. because I imagine war-related war. reasons as, again. Yeah. yeah. When did it come back? It didn't come back until 1981. Oh, whoa, that's later than I would have thought. Called the D-series. What? The D-series? What colour were these? Oh, not red. Not red. No. Okay. Um, blue. No, there's already a blue. What's the blue? Fiver. Oh, I guess. Back then, though. But uh, it, it isn't that. So, orange. No, olive green. Ooh. Ew. Mm. And do you know who was on it? The original £50 note. As we know them, yeah. I'm going to say... <sighs> it's going to be someone proper obscure, isn't it? Y- yeah, I wouldn't have. Oh right! Known this. You, you're not going to get it. Is it not Isambard Kingdom Bruno? <laughs> no. It's, is he like the stock? He, he's just my guess for like any old person. It, it was Christopher Wren. 
Do, do you know who he is? Was he like a half him. man, half bird person? Pretty famous old architect and renaissance man. Did he do St Paul's? Yeah, after the right? Great Fire of London. Oh, there you he, go. He, he did Steve. a lot of the renovations there, you don't have points. including, yeah, St Paul's Cathedral. Um, yeah, he didn't last long, though, because in 1994, our birth year, Joe, yes, they, yes. they brought in the Series uh, E. All of our birth years? Oh, yeah, of course. I, yeah. I, just because I'm the baby, baby elder. Unforgivable. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, Steve. They they brought in the note, though, um, the Series E note in 94. This was the reddish one. Okay. Cool. Well. So cool. it's getting to what we know £50 notes are. Who was on that one? This one's even more boring. Oh, wait, it's not the one that's on the current one that we said no. earlier. No, no, no. What, is it is Embarking the Brunel? It's not. Is I it don't think he's ever been on Shackleton. I don't think he has either. No, this, it, this guy is... Um, the granddaddy, John Hublon, the first governor of the Bank of England. Oh, God, no. Right, what okay, the was, I'm, I'm disappointed Hub- in you guys for not getting that. He sounds like a made-up person. John, John Hublon. John Hublon. Sounds like a character from Go Toast. on his Wikipedia page because he's like a proper wigged-up oh, fat man. You know. I, Wigs, man. Oh, does the term big wig come from the fact that like the bigger the wig you had in the olden times, the bigger... You know. That makes yeah. too much sense for me to say no. Yeah. So, yes, that's definitely what happened. Um, Yeah, so 94. And then we get to 2011. They reissued it again with a new one. I didn't even know this was happening. We were alive and aware at this point. But um, I suppose year 11. Yeah, 2011 is when we got our current £50 notes that we could use today if we wanted. Um, Yes, yes. Of course, with with James Watt and Matthew Bolton on. It also has the Whitbread engine on, which is James Watt's... um, Train of choice. One, one of his, yeah, no, one of his steam engine designs. Oh right, okay. And also the Soho manufactory where they built shit nice. back in them olden but not really olden days. Uh, did I say it's the first note to have two people? Yeah, on it? yeah, yeah. You said that. I, I think there's room for more of that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, why not more? Such, why not like, like ten people? people. Yeah. Like like Sergeant like a Peppers. Sergeant, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Why not Sergeant Peppers? That'd be sick. Imagine the if, like, when we're old people, it's, like, Sergeant Peppers oh, on the £20 note. I, I don't know why, but it feels fitting to me if the Beatles were on the fiver. Like, all four of them. I mean... I don't yeah. know why the fiver, but... It, it, yeah, I mean... The common man's note. Or each note could have a different Beatle on. You'd be like, pass uh, me a Ringo. Yeah. Can I, <laughs> can I borrow a Lennon off you? <laughs> it's all about them Starkies. Yeah. You put a Harrison on on Arsenal, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a um a whistle stop tour, no pun intended because of all the steam engine shit. That oh, was it, pun intended, you know it. It wasn't, man. Okay. I'm too smooth for that. All right, okay. Um yeah, a whistle stop tour of the fifty pound note and then we'll get on to what I was supposed to be talking about, which is the new one. Ooh. Now what we... colour is that gonna be? Still red? I assume so. I I don't think they've said they're gonna change that, so Oh, let's hope not. I like yeah, the we're getting one of those polymer notes in. When mm-hmm. was the fiver? The polymer note fiver? When 20, did that come in? Twenty. Oh, let me think. Twenty. Say twenty. Yeah, fifteen. Twenty sixteen. Oh, I was gonna God change damn. it. When was the tenor? I had a tenor was twenty. Well, ooh, I don't know. Seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Wow, that's recent. Yeah, okay. uh, we're getting a twenty pound one in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fitting. The year of the twenty. Um, and we're getting to 50 pounds sometime after that they've not really said yet because you know they're still planning it did you know there's a committee there's like a formal committee for the new 50 pound note sounds like a waste of money i wrote down the people's names on it i don't know if i'm even going to bother reading them out no disrespect to them but but no one we would nobody well ben broadbent he's the chairman no i don't know Mm. who he is any funny names 
Baroness Lola Young. Ooh, Baroness Lola Young. Wow, that's a good name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, How many people are on the committee? Five. Have you heard of Sir David Canadine? Canadine. Canadine. No. no. Sounds like David Carradine, though. You know, that actor who asphyxiated himself and oh. died. <laughs> Yeah, it's not him. It's not him, it's... obviously, because he's dead. Is he the heir to the Canadine I fortune? Don't I don't know how you end up on the committee to decide what the new £50 note looks like. Um, Good God. There, Good are, God. there are many candidates. Do you know what the theme of the £50 note is going to be? Is it not it's money? It's science. Yeah, it's yes. science. Oh. They, they want to put a scientist on Oh, yeah. Isn't, is Turing up for it? Is he one of the candidates? We'll get into that, man. Oh, okay. Well, um, sorry. Jumping ahead. 227,299 nominations were received by the Bank of England. That's too Jesus. many. That's too many. 989 of those were actually qualifying based on the criteria they'd set out, I assume. What? Wait, 989? St- yeah, that was their shortlist once they trolled through all the 4chaners That's submitting still- stuff yes. like Sir Mountain Dew and stuff. On- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry Maguire was that, whole, there was that whole thing. The picture of Harry Maguire, the England footballer, I know riding it- a inflatable unicorn well i know it's a big note and all but would harry Maguire's head still fit on I'm it i'm not sure it would be close yeah it's a large head um do you know of any of the candidates though sort of the big, big uh, famous british scientists so alan turing's yeah, one alan turing's on there florence nightingale uh, i didn't see her name in Ooh. in all the research but I, I don't know if she quite falls short of being a scientist because she was just a she didn't research, I don't she, think. Well, she, well yeah, I, guess, yeah. I, I would not be upset yeah, if she yeah. was on there. Isambar Kingdom Brunel. I, again, I haven't seen his <laughs> name. <laughs> There's a lot of names, man. There's nearly a thousand names. And uh, I, I didn't okay. go through the whole Hawking. List. Yeah, Hawking, of course. Oh, yeah. No, Alexander Graham Bell. Oh, yeah. on there. Good one, good one. Uh, Arda Lovelace. No, oh. Not a porn star. No, that's Linda Lovelace. Yeah. Arda Lovelace, what did she do? She did... Um, a lot of early computing work with Charles Bab- Charles Babbage. Oh, Babbage. That's who Babbage is. Babbage. You know, because like initially computers and stuff were seen as a feminine thing in society. Yeah, mm. and they did a lot of good work. They got us to the moon. That uh, lady mm. who wrote all the code and stuff. Uh, what about... Uh, I was just thinking of someone... Who was it? Oh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. He probably is on there. I, I've got like a little 12 names have a, that I picked out. Can you, can you be living and on the note? Yeah, Stephen uh, Hawking. No, he's he's dead. He's oh wait, yeah, dead. sorry. <laughs> oh, rest in peace. Behind the times, there. Behind the times. Why did I think he was still alive? I'm sorry. He's still now. alive he's in our the... hearts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Yoda, um, he pops up every yeah, now I and assume, then. Yeah, like, I assume. I assume to be on a note, you have to be. Yeah. Do you have to be dead? I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anyone. I'm trying to think if that was one of the little qualifiers they said, but I don't. That's a bit morbid, isn't it? But maybe it'd go to someone's head if they were alive and they're that's on it. They One of the, the committee money. would like nominate themselves. Yeah. Only, uh, when maybe... we're doing all this work, we should be on the note. All five of us. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Ten times each. Fifty. <laughs> I think is there some weird law that only the queen can be the, like only the monarch in, in power can, can be, be the only yeah. living person. Well, who else would you want? But Theresa May. God. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Money. Yeah. Isn't Shakespeare one of the potential nominees? No. No, wait, because it's science-themed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll reel off some more names. Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore plays you know the The famous Moe. astronomer. Patrick oh, Moore Oh, yeah, he, like, it was the... Moe. He did all the documentaries before Brian Cox came on the scene. Star Watch mm. or whatever it was called. Yeah. Nightwatch? Yeah. Stargazing? No, Skywatch. We've Star also got Dorothy Hodgkin. That's a, mm. that's the, a good the name. The great Dorothy Hodgkin. Famous in chemistry. I, chemistry. Famous in chemistry for what? 
Uh, I can't recall. Right okay, fair enough. Displaying mad ignorance here. Alexander Fleming, though. I know all about him. Yeah, love his James Bond books. Yeah. <laughs> Bit big in the... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassingly, I have actually forgotten what. He, penicillin, penicillin. Penicillin, that's the one. He I, let his tea go mouldy. Yeah, it was by didn't. accident. He didn't. No, uh, but he, he did discover he, it by accident. He was he? doing experiments, but the whole like antibacterial thing was an accident. There was a Frenchman who, like, 50 years before, had sort of started the groundwork of mm. penicillin because he was watching, like, Arabian saddle, saddle boys. Would, yeah, as you do. Would take the mould from underneath the saddle and put it on their sores. That is. Gross, <laughs> but thank God it happened because yeah. you know the first Arabian saddle boy to do that though. What, yeah. ch- what champion? There's there's a lady called Mary Anning. Mary Anning, a pioneer of fossil preservation. Oh yes, her. I didn't know her name, but I've heard of her. Rosalind Franklin. Is uh, Mary Seco? Is she on there? Mary Seco. Are you just making people up? Who's no, that? she's like the af- forgotten African or Afro-Caribbean version of Florence Nightingale. But like, did even more in terms of research and actually write shit down. Well, very telling how I'd never heard of her. Mm. Yep. There I mean, go. this list is is pretty much all white people. Yeah. So, are th- there any black people or people like of a different not, race? Or not I suppose I've you've got to think of like hi- like historically, historically important Afro Caribbean British scientists. Yeah. All yeah. How how many people in history yeah. will have been in a position to? be a scientist like back back in the time yeah. they were picking these people from and that except also ex- for like stephen hawking who's very recent obviously. that also explains the gender divide because it's like 600 men and about 280 women but that's more women than i actually thought would would be yeah well I, I guess they're making a, an effort to include more you yeah, know yeah. women in it if, um... but they're very deserving they're not just giving these women slots just for being women yeah yeah, yeah. they're on merit there is one woman on the list though Okay. Who you do you know? The controversial one. Inclusion. Oh, oh, is it oh, Thatcher? Thatcher. Thatcher yeah. oh. She's technically a scientist. Oh, because she... she helped to create soft serve ice cream. Yeah, that's the one. That's the line. I I wouldn't worry about God. her getting yeah. through. I don't think that's. Honestly, I think they included her just for the meme power. To be honest, <laughs> like meme powers replace steam power in our society. Yeah, that's some. I liked just diving into the UK scientists yeah. though. That was a very interesting look. At the new £50 note. We'll be right back with the next subject, ladies and gentlemen, after this. Hi, you're listening to the Chamber of the Elders. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So, in that place where we have the silly little bits, mm-hmm. be nice if we had like advertisers who'd like yes. give us money. Yeah, we're throwing the doors open to any and all because, potential sponsors. Because we uh, would like more money than we have. And if you are out there and you have more money than you need, and you have a thing you want to advertise, let us know and we can sort out both parties. But no racists. No, no. Yeah, no that... questionable company. No tobacco firms. No homophobes. We're not going to put out an advert for the EDL in the middle of our podcast or anything like that. They did approach us, but we told them But we go. said no. So go away, you mad Nazis. Yeah. Okay, should we find out who's doing the next episode of course if you do want to sponsor us do get in touch on elderschamber at gmail.com that's elderschamber at gmail.com please, yeah please we got enough listeners we found out that we had enough listeners yeah yeah don't, we, we don't share we the metrics on air way man, less but, but we have way more that is that is the key takeaway though mm-hmm. we have more we of have you listeners. people 
tuning in than we we're thought. Not, and we're very grateful. We're not just pissing into the wind. We're pissing into people's ears. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, let's he- see who's next <laughs> to whack it out. interesting piss. <laughs> the dice is rolled and it is moi. Oh, that's French for me, by the way. So yeah. that means Steve, because he said it. Maybe um, you're not going to be last in half of this season's episode. Maybe, Steve. hopefully. Oh, God. Or, or enjoy it while it lasts for this one episode. Maybe but... I'll be last for like all the episodes this season. Yeah. Captain final. Okay, so uh, I've done a little sound thing for the start of my subject before you introduce it, Joe. Go as on. my picker. So... Once upon a time, me and Steve were at a party and we decided to choose really hard topics for each other for the first episode back. And the topic I chose for Steve is... Michael Collins, the third, the, well, the man who uh, went up to the... Well, you tell him, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the best introduction Michael Collins has ever received. <laughs> I hope I, he's listening. I've labelled the section Michael Collins, the universe's loneliest man. Aww. Because for a time he was. Um, I'll briefly go through his sort of history. He His, his technical uh, term, his most famous mission was as the Apollo 11 command module pilot for the uh, on board with Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. The often overlooked third member. Yeah. Of, a, of the Apollo 11 mission. Yes, uh, would you like a quick question to start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit, hit, hit us me with it. it. Okay, hit, hit so uh, where was Michael Collins born? He was born on the uh, 31st of October, 1930. Um, I'm going to guess uh, Memphis, it... Tennessee. I'm going guess... to guess Kansas. He was born in Rome, Italy. Ah, shit. Oh, I never would have guessed that. No. I was going to yeah. say, is it in the US? His uh, father, Major General James Collins, um, obviously was an army man, so uh, he moved around Was all he born over. on an army base? Yeah, yeah, in Rome. In the middle of battle. <laughs> uh, classic army childhood life, moving around. Uh, first flew when he was when his father was stationed in Puerto Rico. Uh, and when he was how old? Uh, when he was in his early teens. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, and his mum wanted him to be a diplomat. Yeah. That's what she wanted for him. But... In 1948, he joined the armed forces, following in the footsteps of his father and his uncle, his brothers, and his cousins. Uh, graduated in 1952 with a Bachelor of Science, 185th out of 527 cadets. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm. Uh, he chose the Air Force uh, for two reasons. The first reason, because he couldn't wait to see what the next 50 years of flight yeah. had in store. Fair reason. He's right there. And he didn't want to be accused of uh, being the beneficiary of nepotism because his uncle, General Joe Collins, was the chief of staff of the army. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's I like that. That's yeah. a respectable reason. Yeah, he could have been fast-tracked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Air Force was like in its complete infancy. They wouldn't graduate their own class of cadets for like another mm. seven several years. So they were just taking the best from the army and the navy yeah. and the merchant navy, and they hey, could kids, apply to join. You want to fly? Yeah. Uh, after doing his basic flight training, he moved about a bit before getting the position uh, on the day fighter training team, flying F at 56s. Ooh, were they like an early jet? Yeah, early jet, jet flighters. Yeah. Uh, then he moved to the 21st Fighter Bomber Wing, where he learned how to drop atomic bombs and nuclear oh, wow. weapons. Imagine that being your training how to do what that. What you did today, learning how to drop nukes. Yeah. 
Uh, he met Patricia Finnegan, who would go on to be his, his wife in a mess hall. She was working for the uh, uh, the Air Force as well. Mm. And they delayed their wedding because so, Collins was uh, deployed to West Germany during the Hungarian Revolution in 1956. So he just to sort of Make sure everything was all Just right. Fly around. Left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, baby. The Hungarians need me. And the first of their three kids after they got married in 1957 was uh, actress Kate Collins. You ever heard of her? No. What was she? She in, was Steve? most famous mm-hmm. for being in the uh, show All My Children. Oh right, the sitcom, the yeah. American sitcom. I've never seen it, but so, yeah, big she, deal in America. Yeah, she was in that. And, yeah. uh, he took an aircraft maintenance course, which and he described the school as dismal. Those were his exact words. <laughs> Um, but he was then posted to a mobile training department flying base-to-base teaching engineers how to work on the latest yeah. uh, fighter jets. And that got him, because he had to fly from base-to-base, that got him over his 15,000 hours yeah. worth of flying, which was a minimum requirement for applying the Air Force Experimental Flight Unit. 15,000 hours? Uh, 1,500 hours, sorry. 1,500, okay. <laughs> uh, a bit of a difference. <laughs> Misplaced my comment. In 1960, he um, uh, after months of extensive training, he was in a position uh, in the fighter operations of the experimental test oh, wow. wing. And it was around this time, in 1962, uh, when the MA6 landed. What is uh, that? Not landed. What yeah. is that? The MA6 was uh, part of the Mercury flight... Uh, like Mercury rockets, the first American rockets to go into space with humans on board. Um, uh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's 1962. John Glenn was the first American to orbit the Earth. Yeah, big up, John. Flew up and he orbited the Earth three times. He did 90 minutes per orbit, and that's what really inspired Michael to yeah, apply to be in the next there. round of astronauts. Good and job. it was a few months after that when JFK did his famous speech about committing to put a man on the moon. It, by 1970, which a they, man on every moon, which everyone in NASA thought was insane yeah. because they'd only ever taken a guy up and come straight back down. They hadn't done anything like going to the uh, moon. The Sorry, president's what year on was that? TV. Huh? What year was that? 62. 62. So they had like eight years max to sort that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. The president's saying we have to go to the moon. Oh, <laughs> in eight years. Eight years. Be like if Trump came out and went, we're going to go to yeah. Mars before 2030. We're going to oh, build Trump Tower on Mercury. Well, he's got his whole Space Force idea, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. The less said about Space Force. I don't think we should sully Michael Collins' is. Uh, no, definitely not. But then Michael immediately topic. applied for uh, to be an astronaut, and he was sent uh, by the uh, Air Force to a charm school, where they did uh, medical and he, psychological tests. He wasn't charming enough. Apparently not. To be an astronaut. And then they had one-on-one interviews at Cape Canaveral. Okay. And then uh, in the autumn of 1962... He uh, found out that he'd been unsuccessful and was not going to be an astronaut. But undeterred, he applied for a course in the basics of space flight and was one of the first units that flew in parabolic arcs. Space flight 101. Just just as local community college. (laughs) Yeah, signing up on the notice board. (laughs) Like the guy in the class, like, I'm only doing this so I can play football. (laughs) I don't care about space flight. (laughs) It was one of the first, like, Units to do parabolic arcs as part of training. Where like, they dive down, yeah. they go really high, and then it's a bit zero. Like the vomit ish. comet, the famous oh, vomit comet. Oh, yeah, no, I've heard about that, yes. To get used to being weightless. Sounds yeah. awful. Um, and then he applied again in 1963, <laughs> did all the tests again, and was accepted in what was then uh, jokingly known as the third group. 
of astronauts. Oh, oh, <laughs> sounds spooky. Third tier, never going to accomplish anything. That's inspirational, though. That yeah. He didn't give up. He didn't kn- give he up. He knew he wanted to. So he got the extra skills. There. Yeah. And then did it. Um, yeah, good, 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 good. The first thing he did as an astronaut was a 240-hour course Oof. in space flight. Uh, 58 of those hours was geology, which Damn. Collins was uninterested in and didn't understand. Geology. Yeah. Why did they need geology? That's part space of the training. Flight. Space rocks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, the fly. whole thing was to go to the moon, wasn't it? So. Yeah. If you got to the moon and then there's some weird, like alien living in the moon rocks. Maybe that's glad. why. Maybe that's why they sent him to charm school. To charm the potential Charmy, moon rock yeah. aliens, yeah. yeah. So then, an important is it. He joins at a very important point in NASA's history. This is between sixty-one and sixty-six. This was the Gemini program, as we would know it. However, do you know how they pronounced it? Gemini. 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 The Gemini program. Well, like a lot of New Zealanders. Yeah, and they were asked at press conferences at the time, going, "Why are you purposely pronouncing it Gemini, not Gemini?" And they went, that's just how it's, that's how we're saying it. And that's it. And it's, that's uh, it now. That's just, that word. That's yeah. mysterious. So, so. so whenever you hear in interviews with astronauts talking about the Jiminy program. Basically, none of them knew. Jiminy. <laughs> and, and they got <laughs> yeah. called out at it straight away at a press conference. And they told a big lie. That's what I imagine. Yeah. People in the wings just like, God damn it. Now we have to call it Jiminy from now on. But uh, uh, where the Mercury <laughs> space flights were just working out how to get a human into space, the yeah. Gemin- Gemini, which I'm going to insist on calling it, the Gemini space flights were... Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> they were sort of the bridge between uh, Apollo and Mercury. Where it what, was. What year is this? Sorry? So this is between 61 and 66. It's mad that they, did, they were trying to work out how to get one of us literally up there. And then within a decade... Yeah, we're tooting around on the moon and tooting around. But they, so this was all doing like uh, rendezvous between two different manned space flights and locking them together. Yeah. Um, doing spacewalks, testing out EVAs and the equipment that you'd use. Like for going it's pretty out dangerous, shore. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Space um, is cold and dangerous, man. And, and it no was. One can hear you scream. It was at this time that Collins got to pick a specialty. So he got to pick, what, and he got his first choice pick of uh, pressure suits and EDA. So his specialty was people doing spacewalks and going out of the spacecraft, and he was in charge of design. Ironic. Like, yeah. So he got to do that at least, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, he was put on as backup pilot for Gemini Seven, uh, and he was the first person in the third group that he joined in to be given a flight assignment. Yeah. And he was like training every single day to make sure because at any moment he could have been called upon to do 20 odd days in space hey joe you were saying last night that you're on call at work i am i hope i don't get rung during this that'd be far more fun i wouldn't mind going in for that going in the rocket oh yeah but but having to stay that fit and then you don't even get to go yeah um but then after that, after Gemini uh, what was it, 7, he got put on the prime crew of Gemini 10 as the mm. pilot. And it was a three-day task to test rendezvous uh, scenarios yeah. in space with two vehicles and then two spacewalks with 15 different experiments to do while they were up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for his first EVA, he didn't even actually get out of the spacecraft itself he just sort of stood out of it like out of a sunroof i'm imagining uh, that, that was as far as they'd go no well, that was just as far as he went and uh, he like held up a sort of sexton looking thing to his helmet and he just said uh, in his autobiography he described it as feeling like a roman god 
riding through the skies on his chariot. So, wow. he's not like a... People think, oh, poor Michael Collins, you know, he didn't get to go on the moon. But he did some great stuff. He oh, felt yeah. like a Roman god. Uh, do you want to have a guess quickly, though, of how much he got paid for his three days in space and his first Ooh. mission? Six grand. Yeah, $24. What? The equivalent of $191 today. That's rubbish. That's, that's rough. That's... Uh, Collins was then put on backup for Apollo 2, but Apollo 2 got axed as basically they worked out, oh, it's going to be the exact same mission as Apollo 1. And we haven't even done Apollo 1 yet. So we'll ax Apollo 2. And in the... Uh, reshuffle. He got named pilot of Apollo 8, um, but he was moved to the command module pilot to because they thought that that pilot should have more space flight time. Which that's the reason he didn't get to go on the moon mm. because he just had more space flight time. Okay, so, and so they thought he needed more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The most experienced guy. Yeah, to stay on the thing. Yeah, watching the fort. But then on the 27th of uh, January 1967, Apollo 1 caught fire. Oh no! In a in a test on ground uh, and the fire spread throughout it killed everyone on board ah. and Collins had the terrible job of going to tell Martha Chaffee that her husband Roger had died in the fire that's really sad and just I know it is really sad but Roger Chaffee is a great name Yeah, let's just point that out R.I.P. Roger Chaffee yep. so he was all ready to go up in Apollo 8 um, but then he noticed that his legs weren't working properly when he was playing handball and going down the stairs. Handball. And he had a cervical disc herniation requiring two vertebrae to be fused together. And he was three months in a neck brace. So he couldn't fly an Apollo 8 or 9. But because he trained for Apollo 8, they had him in the uh, as the capsule communicator. So he covered the launch phase on the microphones in mm. Cape Canaveral. Oh. And then as it crashed down, he became overcome with emotion and envy. Because he should have been on that ship and he, he left a, a room full of cheering scientists with cigar smoke and poppers and booze and he left to go and cry in the stairwell. They were doing poppers? Uh, party poppers. I can see the movie now. <laughs> Has someone made a, mo- a biopic I of don't Michael think Collins? So. Because... That would be such a sick biopic. Yeah. Who would you get to play him? I don't know what he looked like to be honest. So. I don't know what he looks like either but no one else does so we could pick anyone. It's fine. Yeah, um, Idris Elba, sure. Idris Elba, yeah. <laughs> so after that setback he was assigned to the prime crew of Apollo 11. And it was a 50-50 chance at that time as to whether that would be the moon landing one. It just depended on what happened with 9 and 10. Um, but he told reporters that he had no frustration about going to the, not going to the moon. He said he was going 99.9% of the way and that was good enough for him. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it was like the different personalities on the ship. So Collins was like laid back, uh, accessible to the to the uh, audience at home, whereas Aldrin and Armstrong were quite closed off or really intense and they didn't really talk to each other about anything other than operational matters like they didn't really know each other whereas he's there like so guys yeah we're, he was, we're no, flying I, to the moon yeah you guys have fun i'll just stay here on the ship it's fine you know yeah he had like no interest in mechanics really whereas the other two did apparently he'd be in the test simulators and you could hear him inside going all i'd do is punch buttons yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, wait, hang on, hang on, wait, wait. So he was born in Rome, but like, where was he? Where was he brought up? Oh, he brought up like all over America, uh, like, different, okay. different army camps. Is this? He did a bit of a southern accent there. Well, all he, I do is punch. Well, he had a, we boys, you are you out there moonwalking? I'm just chilling in the command pile. He had a 117-page book which he'd written himself, all about the different rendezvous schemes for them coming back from the moon and docking with him. Yeah. Uh, and for all eventualities where they couldn't get off the moon, they'd messed it up, they'd done this, that, or it was working perfectly. Land with a plan. Stuff. 
God, he thought of everything, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, he had he was in charge of the docking and coupling process, and mm. if that went wrong, that he was told to get out the toolbox and just undo the door himself. Yeah. Yeah, but he wow. said he couldn't even fix the screen door on his house. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're right there, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Just. Uh... <laughs> he said the overriding feeling though was before going up though is he was just really anxious and nervous for those two. Because mm. he didn't want to be the one that came, the only one that came back. Oh, that would be oh, an interesting mission. I guess he was probably the trade-off of. Well, I don't get to walk on the moon, but I'm probably going to survive this. We've done this before. Yeah. We've been up there and come back. It's the getting out there and the tooting. Um, <laughs> the tooting. Uh, just before he flew on Apollo 11, um, they offered him another flight in which he would get to land on the moon and walk around. And what did he say? He said no. He said he'd put his wife through too much trouble anyway in these multiple space flights he'd done. So he said Apollo 11 will be my last. Ah, heck, boys. I sure love to take a toot nap, a toot nap moon in it on search. But the old lady, she she's all run ragged with, with, with stress. I just can't do it, boys. So do you want to have a guess at the feelings he felt as he was orbiting the moon? He went around it. Uh, for a whole day, and he, uh, when he was on the other side, he had 48 minutes of no radio contact. Guessing oh, not horny. Hence the loneliest man. Yes. 48 minutes of just 48 being minutes further away from anyone. The, f- the, the most isolated human being yeah. ever to have existed. That would actually be really peaceful. I think. Well, you'd be scared, he I said think. You'd you be really the, anxious. He said you had the feelings of awareness, anticipation, satisfaction, and confidence. Confidence. That's I guess you felt. would be confident. You'd yeah. be like, this is entrusted to me i am the boss right now yeah i guess that's where all the hundreds of hours of training comes in yeah and yeah and then you just be like hey my job is to make history by chilling in this little space pod and he and, and he wanted around the moon and he felt like he'd grown so accustomed to his surroundings he wanted to make his mark on it so he climbed down to the lower equipment bay and wrote spacecraft 107 alias apollo 11 alias columbia the best ship to come down the line. God bless her. Michael Collins, CMP. That is, like, the most polite and proper graffiti. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> not going to be like, it wasn't me, when, he, yeah, like, yeah. when he's the only one in the pod. He's not going to graffiti his, <laughs> like, Mikey C was here, bitches, or whatever, you know, I don't know. And then, since his retirement from NASA in 1970, he's been uh, the director of the Air and Space Museum, the Undersecretary of the Smithsonian. He did a Harvard oh. Advanced Degree in Management. Okay. Uh, the Vice President of, aer- of an aerospace company, and then President of Michael Collins Associates, which is another uh, aerospace like advisory company. And then he's, uh, and he's written several books over his time, all non-fiction. Pretty uh, sweet. He's not a crazy nut like... Um, no. I've... I've uh, come to respect him. I didn't know that I didn't respect him before, but respected him a lot more in this because it seems like he had a few knockbacks in his time and always got back on the horse. He yeah, persevered yeah. and he didn't... He, 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 you know what surprised me? The fact that they offered him the chance to go to the moon and he was like, yeah. nah. No, it's That's not fair. like... That just goes to show, like, he, he wasn't... He was the most chilled guy ever, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, he knew what he wanted. And he knew what he wanted. He was like, no, nah, you know, I, I got there and it, it looked okay, but I'm fine. Yeah, I got 99.9% of the way there. That's cool with me. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't he just want to... Like, just... I, I never understood, like, just before they set off back to Earth, why he didn't just jump out for, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. Just like a... Because he was nowhere near the moon. 
And yeah, he was they, like they flew, two, the, they flew down in the They flew down lander. in the module. Oh, God, it was two separate bits, isn't yeah. it? They had very limited fuel. Oh, yeah, he didn't so drop them off. Like, <laughs> like a I'll, soccer mom. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick you boys up in two hours. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's why then. Bye, Mikey. Bye. But yeah. yes, Michael That must Collins. have been terrifying. Yeah, no. Y'all have fun on the moon now. What a great... <laughs> What what a great guy! No, there really should be a movie about. Yeah, him. I think there's enough there to make. I a think movie. we should write a Michael Collins movie. Man nearly on the moon. It to Hollywood. Right. Well, we'll be back with the final topic after this. Hey, wise guy. I'm a listening to the podcast now, and the best one by far, Chamber of the Elders. Yes, that, that was a nice thing to a say. Ring yeah. endorsement from Mr. Christopher Walken. Yes, <laughs> sponsors, come on, we've had Walken. We've had Walken on now. You could be associated. That was definitely Christopher Walken. It was de- like we. Yes, we wouldn't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's uh, Joe's uh, yeah, subject no, next. No, no need to roll no die, digital or not, because because there's only one number left. We can we can, number Ooh. like Michael Collins himself. You've been left. And here we go. This is a little I, musical start for Joe. I'm the Michael Collins of this podcast. Okay, so that makes it sound like it's going to be a really, really, really exciting topic. It's not. Hey, uh, we've had the £50 note. We've had Michael Collins. So, Matt, what did you pick for my topic? Numbers. Just, numbers. Just numbers. Just numbers. The concept of them. Yes. Just Well, you know. I mean, well, you'll see where I've gone with it. Because yeah, I'm about to start and I'll tell you all about numbers, shall I? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just to preface this, like, I'm not good at maths. Like, you know, I, I did it up until GCSE. Mm-hmm. I got a B. In fact, I got one mark off an A. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I always hated maths. <laughs> I, like, never did the homework or anything. I just, I, I, I don't like maths. But basically, um, numerical no, numbers systems. doesn't necessarily mean maths, though. <laughs> no, it, mm. I mean no, it doesn't. And I'll get into it. Oh God, you just wait there, okay. Steve. No, 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 no. So let me tell you about like early humans, like, and I'm talking from like you know, really early on, uh, cavemen. Right. They'd count things using, like, you know, tally marks. Or they'd leave, like, you know, bits of body parts as, like, tally marks. So, yeah. like, this is how many of this we have. It's represented in these bones or whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd, like, you know, do actual tally marks and stuff. Those are, like, the first would like, they, ways of would counting. Would it just be, like, one and add another one every time? Or would they cross over at the five? Oh, I think the cross was related to development. Uh, okay. Oh, you got to be... Because you got to be really smart to think of that kind of stuff. Imagine yeah. the first, like, caveman to do that. Oh. 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 Cross. making fun of his cave neighbor who just does endless ones yeah ha, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway um yeah so different civilizations came up with different systems of counting mm. okay when tally marks were no longer enough yeah. and a lot of them were like just extensions of tally marks so like a greek uh like you know super ancient greek and like hebrew and egyptian ways of counting they were just like tally marks with like extra bits added on yeah sort of thing um Roman numerals when they came out, yeah. that was like a huge yeah. thing. The, the way that they put like a number in front of something, uh, and 
if it was in front of the main number, it would meant that it was subtracted from it. That was a huge development. That was the fashion for a time. Yeah, yeah, a huge time up until like the 15th century. Roman numerals yeah. were like massively in use. BBC still wanging random Roman numerals the on Super the end Bowl? of every program. Yeah, well, this is the thing with this is the thing with uh, Roman numerals. They're rubbish for big numbers. And I've got an example here. Can you tell me what this number is from Roman numerals? Listeners, play along at home. Just shout into the nothingness or into the bus if you're on a bus or whatever. We might be able to hear you. You don't know. Yeah. M-C-M-L-X-X-X-I-V. M-C-M-L-X-X-I-V. X-X-X-I-V. X-X-X-I-V. I'd have to break it down. Like, I know I-V is four, and then... It's four. X-X-X is 30. It's M. is a thousand. A thousand M-C-M. So, M-C-M means 1900. Because you've got yes, you've got one millennium, and then you've got a hundred before the next millennium, so you go to nineteen hundred. Oh God, he might actually get M- what is it? MCM. MCML triple X IV. L. Is that nineteen eighty four? Oh, points for Matt. Yeah. We don't do points, but points. But yeah, so points and well numbers. done. Points well, and numbers. Well done, but that took you like a good thirty seconds yes. to figure That's out. That's not a oh, practical way. Is of, that the points ooh. noise? Yeah. Oh, we got a like new points now. But it's not a practical way of doing. No, it's not, and that's yeah. uh, that, and that all, it basically all changed with the introduction of positional notation. Okay, so ooh. this is oh, prepare for some oh, listen closely, readers. I've written this down so that I can know exactly what. So uh, symbols, it, it, positional notation is basically like the symbols are assigned different values based on their position in the sequence. Okay. Right. So like uh, one hundred. Yeah. Um. That's a bad example. 121. How about that? Right. The uh, the fact that the one is at the uh, the first of the three numbers denotes that it's in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. The two being in the middle denotes that it's in the uh, the twenty not the not tens. the twenties but the hundred and twenties. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then the one being at the end denotes that yeah. one. So yeah, yeah. that was a huge thing. Uh, and a few uh, civilizations developed this independently. So the Babylonians, the Chinese, and the Aztecs, they all... Like, we take it for granted. Yeah, they all came yeah. up with this uh, on their own. Uh, but Indian mathematicians perfected it um, and helped to create the system that we use today, the Hindu-Arabic numeral system, it's called. Hmm. Uh, and it, and it, that's like one and two can and you, three, what we're used to. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like, you know, regionally it was like different glyphs representing yeah. each uh, number. But yeah, what we use today evolves from that. Can you tell me what the biggest uh, addition to the numeral system was that the Indian mathematicians made? Zero. Ooh. Yes, it uh, was the introduction. Matt is on fire. His name is Matt. Maybe it should be Maths. Matt. My dad calls me Math sometimes that's weird short for matthew but no one calls me i don't mind it fair enough but that's good yeah the introduction of zero although the mayans came up with that independently of the indians and let's not give all the credit to the indians it's almost like there were some like old mathematicians sitting around you know like like traditional stoners being like man what if there was like no, no number. What if, what if it was nothing? <laughs> well, well, before that, there would be like uh, just like a space left, and it would mean like that twenty-three would be difficult to distinguish from like two hundred and thirty. Yeah. But like they introduced zero, and it was a good placeholder as well as like a you know yeah. denoting that there's you know zero. Um, but yeah, so th- 
the glyphs vary regionally. The ones that we use now are thought to have evolved from the ones used in the North African Maghreb region oh. of the Arabic Empire. So that's like Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, all those Northern yeah. African countries. Mm. Okay. Um, in medieval times, we were pretty much there to what like what we use today. Yeah, so except, it slows down. Like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Except the four looked like a little bow. Like, you know, like a cancer research kind of bow. Oh, right, yeah. Kind of looked like that. A five looked like a C, but with like a little flick on the bottom of it. Yeah. And a seven was like an arrowhead, like pointing up. It's like, yeah. okay. And it's, the last one's especially interesting, I think, because in an er- earlier version, a uh, regionally Arabic version, I believe, a seven was uh, an arrow pointing down and an eight was an arrow pointing up. So how the oh. hell did that change to that? It's weird. But yeah, it kind of came across into Europe because of like Indian merchants and conquerors yeah. and you know just people like that. Yeah. Um, I assume these civilizations having these numbers and having the more concept, more advanced concept of numbers helped them, like yeah, yeah, get what, stuff done. Well, the reason the reason you know these systems of counting were developed in the first place is because life became more complicated. Yeah. Uh, there were more things to count. There were more things to keep count of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what's interesting about the uh, in, uh, the Hindu Arabic system? Um, yeah. What we use now is base ten. That yes. means there's ten symbols in total. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and zero. Yeah. Okay, and put them together, and you can make any number imaginable. That's pretty special in and of itself. Yeah. Why do you think it's base ten? Why do you reckon? Yes, Steve-O. Steve-O's holding up his two yeah, hands. Is it because we have ten fingers? It's because it's thought to be why because we have ten fingers. The Aztecs, I think it was the Aztecs, had a base 20 system, we think, because of fingers and toes. Ah. Oh, isn't it? I thought it was because of the creases in your fingers. They got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, I don't... So that would be base... God, well, I don't... Base 28. Well, you see, I was about to say, Steve, some maniacs reckon that instead of a base 10 system we should have a base 12 or a base 60 system these are the outliers of the numbers yeah no, no, teams. No, those systems are still used to like uh, measure degrees and stuff and, 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 and time base 60 system for time you know oh, yeah because it's, yeah, yeah. it's splittable and easily dividable by a lot of numbers you know yeah. uh, so that's why binary is base two you know base binary two, what yeah. a lot of code but like a lot of people a lot of uh, coders do it in base uh, eight or base 12 as well i think is what i can't remember exactly but yeah so there's a lot of like different things but let's just stick to what we know okay maths is complicated enough yeah, why right. would anyone want to change it from base 10 to base 12 i'm sorry like or base 60 what the hell are people thinking it's like an evil bond villain plot to like change <laughs> change the world's numbers i'm going to make math more difficult fuck off <laughs> you'll never get away with it base 20 is a dream that's your pipe dream. <laughs> it's absolutely horrific. But anyway, so that's what I got about the history of numbers and like how numbers are put together. That, blah, was, blah, that? Blah, blah, that blah, was really blah. interesting. Well, I'm glad you found it interesting because what I'm going to go on to next. You didn't know I was going to go on to next. Type some maths problems. No, 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 no. Have you heard of numerology? Is uh, that Terence Howard? Heard the... Ne- you know, yeah, you could say that... New- so basically, numerology oh, is... Um, this crack. Oh, no, that was Terenceology, wasn't it? Well, numerology is kind of like believing that there's more meaning to numbers than meets the eyes. You know, numbers can like, you know, it's like astrology for nerds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
is does, how, does how it I get the it. whole sort of like the building blocks of the universe is all numbers and yeah yeah and, yeah and like conspiracy yeah. theorists like buy into it and things like that it's a, it's a whole big varied thing basically all the, all the stuff about this story about numbers like there was a very useful ted ed video on youtube and a few other very useful videos about the history of numbers that i like yeah. you know kind of uh sort of crib that from almost really yeah. <laughs> but uh when, I, when you type in numerology into youtube oh, oh, oh. you are just <laughs> met with a veritable gaggle of kooky weirdos man uh, okay harmless kooky weirdos oh i mean kooky we- like you know if it helps you live a happy life in the same way that astrology helps some people live a happy life yeah. then that's absolutely fine but it's absolutely insane is it like they they think that the, the number like seven occurs in so many scenarios and that means that you I, I I did I honestly I didn't I didn't go too deep down the rabbit hole I just put the tip in basically. <laughs> that's, but, um, that's all you need. I think. Let me let me tell you about this one YouTuber. He was like the, you know the main YouTuber I watch on this subject. Uh, you it, put it, your tip in the rabbit. Hole. <laughs> mixing metaphors. Well, yeah, what's it called when you do that? When you mix your metaphors. Oh, egg corn. And it, what? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a, an egg corn is a colloquialism for it. It's a. Um, we can't remember, but if it you know, matter, listeners, Google us. That was a good one. I mean, Gmail, email us. Google us too, whatever. But anyway, I'll tell you about this one YouTuber I saw. His name was uh, Life Script Doctor. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's not his real name, obviously. Yeah, yeah. His real name's Dimitri. Okay. I couldn't find a surname online, so that doesn't bode well. It might just be numbers. It might be. I did find out that he was Ukrainian, but um, I'll, just, I'll just give you like a, a few quotes from Dimitri. From this introductory video he has on like numerology. Yeah. Uh, Numbers shown describe the evolution of consciousness itself. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And he, he thinks that like Pythagoras was like a mystic and stuff. And there, there's like a load of stuff about Pythagorean cults. Like it's a whole yeah. thing. Like people for centuries have been like using numbers and things. And do they eat pies and like? I don't know if they eat pies. Why would they eat pies? Because pie, the number pie. There are, like, you know, theories about pie being everywhere and stuff like that as well. Uh, Here's another quote from Dimitri. Uh, Numbers can really help you to describe the mission of your soul. Oh. I have been feeling like a bit of a five recently. All right. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) So, um, according to Dimitri, like, every number... Uh, or every symbol, numerical symbol has like a deeper meaning to it. Yeah. Uh, sort of, and you could. I, I'll, I'll just. I have a quote here involving uh, it, it describing rather how you work out what a number means. So horizontal lines stand for attachments. Right. Curved lines represent the energy of love, <laughs> and vertical lines are basically the straight connection connecting one point to another without any involvement. So five is all of them. Yeah. Eight is like an, an orgy. Yeah. He he goes on in the video to explain each number. I haven't written down every sing- what every single number means, but like I'll, I'll just tell you what one means because it's like, you know, a straight line up and then like a couple, like a tick at the top and like a bit at the bottom. You but know? not everyone writes ones like that. I know not everyone writes ones, but this is how he writes ones. This is the thing numerologists don't take into account. There is like, you know, countless different numerical systems depending on where you are in the world and then what time you are. So there's no and like spiritual connection to the specific one we use. And even absolute in, moron. Even in our numerical system there's multiple ways to write pretty much every letter yeah some people put like that weird like dash through a seven i do that i do that you do that i just like how it looks yeah fair enough maybe that's us adding some form of acceptance or was 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 a straight line acceptance or 
Um, a straight line. Uh, well, it depends. Horizontal line is attachment. Attachment. Uh, so uh, a, a vertical line is a, just a nothing. It's basically just like a a, um, a connector. Zero. But, but a zero is means nothing. It's and a curved line. Nothing, it's a no... curved line. So I guess a zero might be just the energy of love. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't get that far in the video. <laughs> I think okay. this guy's not. Let me just tell you what he told me. One represents. <laughs> The minerals. The minerals. The minerals. The, the beginning of evolution. The minerals that the deep state are putting in the, the water. I'm quoting him exactly. One basically symbolizes that we are all one consciousness, one God. The way we draw it connects the heavens and the earth. That's why a one's like that. That's why it's straight up. It's, it's, it's the connecty one. But you could do that with an eight. It just... It just do a little squiggle in the yeah. middle. Yeah. yeah, it'd have more fun I'm on the way sure there. I'm not sure about this, Dimitri. I, I went in with an open mind. Well, but... let me tell you something about him that really shocked me. He had uh, on during this YouTube video a shirt that just had a big 49 on it. Oh. So I, I figured I'd find out what a four means according to him, and then what a nine means according to him. Uh, according to him, a four is all about making difficult choices, right. being at a crossroads, yeah. and a nine is all about wisdom and experience. So what I ascertain from that is that he's at a difficult crossroads with his wisdom and experience and that does he continue making these baffling shit YouTube videos or does he just pack it in and stop pretending to be a life script doctor? Something he claimed to be like... A life script a life, doctor. He will doctor That's your what, life yeah, script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, he'll, he'll help you. He's not a doctor. He's a script doctor. He's very clear on that. Like a script doctor, someone you take in to yeah, help yeah. write a script for like a play or a TV show or a movie or whatever. He does that for the script of your life. Everyone has a script of their life that they are writing. And, I can And help. it's written in numbers. Yeah. And... Apparently. Apparently, according to this idiot. But yeah, so... Are you sure he's yeah, not but... a San Francisco 49ers fan? If Dimitri hears this Maybe. As well. But what does that mean about him yeah. and his life, according to him? Oh, God, I don't know. Dimitri, if you're out there and you listen to this, please shoot us a message. Cause we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, we, we might have joking, but if you want to put your side across... And please tell us your surname, because that thing's spooky, man. You're not having your surname on you. If you're claiming to like help people out with their lives, you can't just have your first name. Mm. That's shady, dude. But anyway, uh, I'll just tell you, that last thing on numerology, there have been uh, two, at least two studies debunking it. One in the UK in 1993, and one in Israel in 2012. So, I you like know, how it took two. That's it. Right, okay, so i got a, a little tiny quiz for you to just finish it off i mean I, it's like my worst quiz i've ever done definitely i'm not very proud of it do you want the quiz theme yeah just just get yeah give it to me if it's as bad as you say it'll need yeah all the, all the pizzazz we can give it i suppose i guess maybe quiz it's joey's number quiz numbers. number quiz he's done a number quiz yes he seven 13 84 2 7209 That's too big man Okay right so yeah this is the number quiz It's pretty crap Don't get your expectations up I'm just going to run through a load of numbers And you tell me what they mean You sound like my old maths teacher no. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> my old maths teacher was a rugby coach as well And he legit tried to explain like fractions to us Like so you see like Top every fraction it's like a rook but like <laughs> one, one of the forwards on one of the teams is like down on the other side of the pitch. So like, you know, it'd be literally like that. And shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. 
little Sorry. Joey being like, shut up. Shut up. Just shut, shut, shut up. up. Have you got a pen so I can keep track of the score? Thank you, because oh. I remember last time I did a quiz, we didn't have a pen to keep track of the score, and yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. it all went to shit. Yeah. All right. And so there'll be none of that this season. I, are you guys ready? Yeah. Oh. All right. So we're doing all the ready. buzzer system that we used last time. Okay. Is that where we go? It's where you you can either go or you can shout buzzer. I like the option. All right, and I decide who goes first. It's like I'm a referee. My call uh-huh. is final. All right, so starting off with a really easy one. What is three? Uh, it's a number. No, no, no. We're talking about uh, what the numbers mean. Oh, yes. are we in numerology? like love and happiness and... Holy shit, you're both wrong. Uh. How are you wrong? It's the magic number. No points for anyone. Terrible. should have known that. All right, so uh, what... Number is considered the lucky number in China. Seven. Oh, nope. Six. You haven't buzzed in, goddammit. Uh, um, yeah, eight. Yes, it is eight. Uh, yes. One point for Matt. Okay, good stuff. Mike. Okay, so, right. Be quick on your buzzers, because this one's a really, really, really easy one. <laughs> six, six, six. Uh, the devil. Yes, the number of the beast. I'll give you that for the devil. Uh, uh, extra point. If either of you can tell me what 666 is thought to be a mistranslation of. Uh, sex, sex, sex. Buzzer, God damn it. Uh, yeah. Sex, sex, sex. No, what? No. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. 616. 616. Oh. Give the bad buzzer. You both deserve it. Is that there like a go. Bible passage? Like Yeah, yeah, six. yeah. It's from Revelation, homie. Yeah. All right, really easy one again. I'm just going to skip this one out because it's too easy. No, no, no. We... Yeah. All right, okay, okay. Well, be quick on your buzzers. All right. <laughs> right, 13. Uh, Steve. Uh, unlucky. Yes. I told you it was crap. Right, all right, okay. 42. Uh, yep, Steve. Meaning of life. Yep, meaning of life from the Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy. Okay, uh, right. Okay, we're getting... Yeah, okay, seven. Uh, yep, Steve. Sin. No. no. Matt. I don't know. Okay, it's perfection. Really? Alright. Okay, so... Ah, oh, I forgot to keep scout. Keep count. It's 2-1. It's 2-1 to uh, who? Three, Steve, two Steve, one to me. Steve's definitely... 2-1 to Steve. Okay, so we've got lightning round. Last three Ooh. ones. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to just guess, basically, because these are all from mysticalnumbers.com. Oh. Hey, I'm a frequent purveyor. Okay, whoever, basically, whoever gets closest to the number gets the point. Okay. So, no need to buzz in, just both give me a number. Okay. okay. You can still buzz in if you want, but I'm guessing you don't uh, want. Okay. Sorry, yeah. touch the buzzer box. Alright, it's fine. Okay. What is the number of stability according to mysticalnumbers.com? Uh, the number of stability is two. Can we go double digits? No. Yes. You can. Okay, I'll just tell you it's from it's from zero to twelve are the options. Oh then I'll go ten. That's what I wanted to go. Okay. Alright, and the winner of that question is Steve. One point to Steve. What was it? It's four. Alright, what is the number of wisdom, Steve O? Uh the number of wisdom. Can you give me the range? Yeah, it's, it, all, all of these all are from 0 right, to okay. 12. Uh, wisdom, 7. 9. 
And he's spot on. It is nine. He Matt dropped, gets the he point. Dropped that earlier in the combo because oh. Mister Four Nine. Okay, so the final one, a chance to tie here, Matt, and then I'll have to come up with some kind of tiebreaker. Oh, fuck Maybe me. Maybe some kind of hard sum. I don't want to do that, so, Steve, I'm rooting for you. Right. Uh, what is the number of the cosmic order according to mysticalnumbers.com? Oh. 11. Matt? 12. Oh, God, Matt, if you picked any other... It is two. Uh. It is two. I thought, like, if it goes to 12, 12 would be, like, the end, be all and yeah. end all. Oh, I forgot what 12 was. There's no, was there's no fucking logic here. No, exactly. It was complete, <laughs> it, I did say before I started quiz, this was, like, the I shittest quiz ever. I employed logic. All right, so no. that goes to Steve 042. Well done. You've won the Horoscope for Thank Nerds you. Championship. Numerology. That's all. That's about crazy stuff, right? Okay, let me just wrap it up with some fun facts about 666. Ronald Reagan, after his presidency, moved into 666 St. Cloud Road in Bel Air, but he Ooh. had it changed to 668 St. Cloud Road because he's like that. <laughs> okay, and also in 2003, Route 666 in New Mexico was changed to Route 491. A New Mexico spokesperson said at the time, "The devil's out of here, and we <laughs> say goodbye and good riddance." Uh, flight. The, the Mexican man sounded like that. No, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. It. I was gonna say what well, Mexico has like. Yeah. Yeah, no, it no. All comes. Right, yeah, it all makes sense. Don't worry. I'm on it. Right, flight AY666 from Copenhagen to Helsinki was renamed in 2017. Don't ask me for what. I haven't written it down. Also, since 2006, it had been scheduled on a Friday the 13th 21 times. Ooh. Safe landings, I assume. And just to finish it off in a, on an evil note... Either of you remember the 6th of the 6th of 2006? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what I did that day. But... No. Well, I was still at Catholic school at that time. Everyone was fucking terrified. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually? I'll, we'll have been at yeah. school, won't we? Yeah. It's it crazy. Have quite been summer holidays. People were asking the teachers, like, when, it, when it's like 6 o'clock, are we all going to die? <laughs> and the teacher's like, yeah, hopefully. We, we will see, child. We, we will, will see. Just pray to the Lord okay. that he doesn't kill us all because of the arbitrary date. <laughs> But yeah, that's all I got for well, numbers. I, I did watch a Nicolas Cage film knowing that has some numerology in it as well. But that was, <laughs> it was no boy help. Does, it oh, was boy no does help. it have some numerology. It does. It's, it's stupid. It's it's not a good Nicolas Cage film. Well, thank you very much for that, Joe. Thank you very much, yeah. both of you, for an excellent first episode yeah. back. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like we've dropped some hard knowledge this mm. episode. Yeah. And I expect more of that. Yeah, I, I guess. Do let us know what you think mm-hmm. on elderschamber at gmail.com. Uh, last words, both of you. Good to be back. It's good to be back. Don't make me talk about numbers again. We won't. Okay. Next up is words for you. Yeah. <laughs> Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the Elders. Chamber of the